This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on, $50 buys. All right, on this episode of Bouts Talking Bouts, very excited to be talking to an individual who competes at BKFC 50, and that goes down on September 22nd. We've got Steve Herelius knuckling up and towing the line against Josh Copeland, and great getting to have Josh back on the show. How's everything going, man? You having a solid day? Yes. Yeah, everything's going great. Uh, yeah, just blessed. Yeah, and I mean great that this bout could still come to fruition eventually just with that you know initially being targeted for you know bkfc 41 there a bit earlier in the year like when did you initially hear about this rebooking like when did this like i guess realigned bout offer come your way for this one i mean i i got a call from my manager that bare knuckle was coming back to denver and uh he said that of they wanted me on the card, and uh, we didn't have an opponent for, I don't know, I'd say three, four weeks. And then, uh, yeah, probably six, seven weeks ago, they they told me Steve again. So, and yeah, here we go. Yeah, and were you at a point preparing for that where I guess you had a certain level of familiarity or game plan curated that can be applied to this fight here, or did you not really like get that ramped up and deep into that camp and the prep and everything? No, I mean we we were definitely training for him for sure, and um, it was <laughs> it was just crazy when uh, when I got the call for the opportunity to fight Ben. It was. Yeah, and you did actually mention that to me when we were talking last time because we did speak ahead of the Rothwell fight. Like, how much did that meaningfully, you know, change things, not just in your camp, but, uh, I mean, not trying to, like, you know, make an excuse or anything, but did it feel, just in the sense of it being different, did it feel a great deal different having to put on weight for a fight as compared to what you would normally do, I guess? Oh, de definitely different and 100% no excuses whatsoever. That's, uh, if, when you get, opportunities like that you you just gotta do what you need to do to seize the day you know make sure it happens um but i'm i'm definitely a uh, i like to be light on my feet i like to move and um i know just in all the years that i have been fighting i can tell a huge difference from when i'm 260 versus 245 or all that so i definitely feel a lot better when i'm in the 240s yeah, and for sure. I mean, a lot to talk about with this next fight, but I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't touch on that aforementioned 
Rothwell fight, just because it was such a classic, like, I mean, just what a heater of a fight, both of you guys, great accounts for yourself, and great exchanges throughout, like, what were your main takeaways from that one there, because it seemed to be a great performance, I think Rothwell even was like, God, man, what's in this guy's chin, it's like a top three chin of all time, and, I mean, he's fought for so long, right, so can you just give the main takeaways from that one, I guess? Yeah, I mean, my, hey, I, I know for myself, like, ben, Ben's a stud, and uh, I I went into that fight with a lot of confidence just because, I, man, I train with a lot of top elite athletes uh, from Curtis Blades, Alistair Overeem, and I know that I know that I can compete at that level. And, uh, uh, yeah, I was just – opportunities, man. I, I Something like that I'll never – never pass up and go into it and you're always learning you're always growing through through all that stuff so um that was such a great time great opportunity for me to go out and see if uh see if it was my night you know so um no regrets whatsoever yeah and it seems like a level of respect comes out of that and some camaraderie just like i did talk to ben after that fight and just the way he was talking about you just very almost like reverential like he's just like i've been fighting for a while sometimes i'll hit people and it's like oh really they dropped from that but he'd be talking about hitting you with like the cleanest like most consummate shot he could get and you're just like you know not even blinking almost so i mean does that impart a level of camaraderie like being in a fight like that with someone like that it does absolutely and that's uh um it's funny how you go in there and it's true like most people don't understand uh, how you can fight somebody and then afterwards go give them a hug or be be friendly with them. And, uh, but the majority of people think back when they were in sixth grade and got in the fight and how scared they were and never want to do that again. And, uh, and then they, they see us go out there and uh, just slug each other repeatedly and, and uh, not, not understand how uh, we as athletes can uh, be friendly or cordial afterwards and and for me I've, I've made some really good friends after fights uh, just spending that time in in the ring in, uh, with those guys so I know uh, I know with Ben it was it was good getting to know him a little bit afterwards and I was I was definitely thankful for just the kind words that he had to say about me and uh, yeah I, I know Anytime in the future he wants to train or come down with us, he's always welcome here. Yeah, absolutely. It's just such a great throwdown. But you mentioned some quality names you've been able to work with over the years, and, I mean, even recently as well, like guys like Curtis Blades and Alistair Overeem and whatnot. And it just seems like such like a great variable, too, to be like getting in that like Denver-centric work and just the familiarity with like the higher altitude. So can you kind of talk about how just this last camp has gone, like maybe some people you've worked with and things of that persuasion, I guess? Yeah, I mean, hey, the camp's, the camp's coming along uh, really well. I know it's – I started off – my my hands were – a little ginger after after that Rothwell fight, but uh, they've they've been healing up just fine. And um, earlier this summer, I wound up getting a partial tear in my hamstring uh, from playing tag with my ten year old. So it's uh, it was it's funny how I've never tore a hamstring before, and 
and uh, just going out there and being dad and enjoying my time with him and my, my little guy and uh, wound up uh, partially tearing it and whatnot. So um, I know I was a little worried at first, but I've, I've been very thankful. Uh, went down to L.A. to see my regenerative doctor, Dr. George Changshin, and he put some good PRP and stem cells in my in my hamstring, and I haven't had a problem with it since. I've been able to get all my runs in, uh, all my training, and, um, yeah, I'm just I'm very thankful I am where I am right now. So, And, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm making a little too much out of this, but I'm wondering how much of a uh, variable your mindset is because like you're talking about like you know tearing a hamstring like it's like not an inconsequential injury obviously but it seems like you're kind of having a laugh like oh I was playing with my kid and you know this ended up happening like how much of that I guess do you apply to your fighting like I would think that would be a good variable just like maintaining the composure and not getting like overly agitated or overly in a certain negative space about it like is that a variable that works to your benefit you think or it, it is for sure and it I I know for me, it, uh, it it all comes with the experience, and I'm thankful that it, uh, I mean, I've been training since 2005 and fighting since 2010, so uh, with all of my fights and different injuries that I've had, it's, it's always been, uh, like, I'll just say I'm thankful that I am a veteran, I'm thankful that... Um, I knew what had happened I and ran it through uh, doctors and people that I trust. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I knew I would be good. I just had to be smart at first. And, um, yeah, it's um, I'm healthy now and definitely ready to go. And we were talking about kind of the game planning before. I'm curious how, I guess, I mean, without revealing too much of the methodology, like how you're going about the game plan just in the sense of you know it's been a little bit since he's gotten out there like he did have a bkfc fight but it was a little bit ago at this point like around like a bit over two years ago at this point is the preparation more centric on like what you're doing and being adaptable more so or are you maybe gleaning something from that bkfc 18 fight that he had no i mean honestly the the game plans usually always the same you know, I, I'm, I'm a smart, intelligent fighter. And, uh, yeah, I've I've been in there with a lot of different guys, trained with so many different guys, and I, and I know we're all unique. Um, and uh, he's a good fighter, uh, good fast hands, everything. So, um, but it, to me, it's also something I haven't not seen before. And, uh, but I... I am confident in my skills and abilities to be able to adapt and um, as I'm in there and moving around. So I, I think it'll be good. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you very much seem like a guy that's inclined to test yourself against the best. Like That was kind of what I got from how you were talking about taking the Ben fight. And I would think that would apply to this fight here, just being that your opponent is a former WBA interim cruiserweight champion in glove boxing. And like I said, does have that 1-0 BKFC record so it would seem like a quality opponent to you know test your skills against absolutely yeah I'm excited yeah for sure and I mean 
do you see like a defined because i know some fighters will like do a lot of like visualization and things like that and kind of within that i guess they'll have like a i guess reoccurring idea of like how the fight could end like do you have a particular idea of how this one could wrap up or are you not much of a you know visualization like get hyper fixated on certain outcomes kind of fighter right no that's really not me i i mean same thing i've been doing this long enough i know sometimes you win sometimes you lose and uh for me it's the only way i lose is if i don't go out and do my best so um at the end of the day both steve and i are performers and we want to put on a good show and and as long as we go out there and we do that and uh have some some good fun ooh and ah reactions from the fans i I think it's both. A, it, it's definitely a win for for all of us. Yeah, I would agree, and definitely a tremendously excited fight, or tremendously exciting fight, rather in a vacuum. But just seems like an interesting time in the division overall, just with like the title being vacant right now, and you've got guys like you know Arnold Adams and the aforementioned Rothwell in the mix, but also checking out the rankings here, seeing Mick Terrell kind of got in there in the last rankings update. Like, what are your thoughts on like the broader? state of the division like obviously you're very focused on this particular opponent but it does seem like a very interesting like almost like state of flux or like a time of change in the heavyweight class yeah hey it's it's cool they're coming out with with rankings um and being completely honest i don't follow very much uh my my girlfriend actually told me last night that oh it's uh, I, I saw the bkfc rankings and whatnot and i didn't even know that they did that and uh, what, what we were looking at from August, I wasn't even on the rankings. So, um, hey, and, and to me, I, I know myself. I, I know what I can do. And uh, I don't have to, I don't, I, yeah, I'd always rather be the sleeper. People, people think uh, rankings matter much, but at the end of the day, I don't care if they're number one or uh, number 100 on the list you know we we got a job to do and and, uh, we got to go out and get the w yeah for sure and i mean it is arbitrary at the end of the day like i think people understand that you're a world-class heavyweight it's like whether it's a matter of six or eight or whatever the number might be it's very arbitrary it's just you're a skilled guy at the end of the day yeah have you seen where i'm ranked well, the way they do it for BKFC specifically is they usually cut it off at five, but I find Box Rec has a more comprehensive rundown. Like, I feel like you'd probably be pretty comfortably within the top ten there, but I admittedly am not sure what the current Box Rec heavyweight bare-knuckle rankings are. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, no, just wanted to bring that up more so because it just seems like an interesting time. Like, you talk about the kind of fight this could be in terms of exciting, and, I mean, if you get your ideal outcome, I mean could definitely pay dividends as far as like being in that queue for whoever could end up, you know, being in that like heavyweight title picture and, you know, getting a champ cemented and all. Right. And yeah, I mean, the rankings are always going to be, they're going to fluctuate, especially with so little fights that have really happened for all of us in BKFC. So I know that once we start getting 10, 15 fights underneath our belt, then then the, the rankings will be a lot more accurate. Yeah, I mean, wholeheartedly agree with you. Definitely more empirical evidence and just data to go off of. But you've been really great with your time, Josh. It's fun getting to 
you know, talk to you and get these insights ahead of these different fights. But I also do want to be mindful of your schedule today as well. So is there maybe like a final parting thought you'd like to add as we're kind of wrapping up, man? No, I'm just, uh, I'm thankful and grateful for all my fans that are out there and everyone who's going to tune in and uh, I'll go out there, put on a good show, do the best that I can. And uh, yeah, thank you for your support. God bless and it'll be fun. <laughs> you know, we always put on banger fights, and I think this Steve Herelius fight very much, you know, jumps off the page. I feel like this is one of those fights you got to have your drinks and snacks all situated and everything there when that goes down on September 22nd. But yeah, no, to reiterate, I appreciate you coming on ahead of BKFC 50, man, and definitely looking forward to this next fight. But until then, you have a good rest of your day, man. Thank you. Dylan, thank you. You too, okay? This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on, $50 buys. All right, on this episode of Bouts Talking Bouts, very excited to be talking to an individual who is set to compete at BKFC 50 and in a very prominent fight. It is a co-main event heavyweight bout going down on September 22nd when Josh Copeland knuckles up and toes the line against Steve Aurelius and great end to have Steve on the show for the first time. How's your day going, man? You having a good solid day so far? Sorry, if I, if, if I what? Sorry. Oh, no worries. Just wondering if you're having a good day so far. Oh, no, my day is always, always good. My day is always good. If it's not good, I make, I make, for, I make it for it's good. For it to get good. I'm good. Then good. I'm very good. No, that's a good way to look, man. It seems like you've got a positive outlook on things. So in saying that, I would think you would, you know, be kind of excited to get back to the bare knuckle fold, just being that it's been almost two and a half years since you last competed, so are you pretty excited to return to Bare Knuckle? Very, very excited. Uh, like I said, I'm excited like like a kid when the kid's waiting for the Christmas. I'm the same. Today I'm the same. I'm very happy. Very, very happy, excited. And this was a fight that was discussed even a bit earlier in the year, towards the end of April, the Copeland fight ended up getting shifted towards him fighting Ben Rothwell. Like, are you happy that this fight ultimately did eventually happen? Like, was this a matchup that you found compelling even when it was initially set up in April? No, I, I, I'm a little bit sad, but it's not the problem happened, what's happened, and today I'm here. Now, you, what's, what's happened What's happened last night, last week, or last week, or yesterday, is uh, yesterday. Today is today, so I'm focused for today. I don't care what happened last last week or yesterday. It's not the, it's not the problem. I'm ready today, so yeah, today, today I'm here. Yeah, I mean, well said. And I guess just in kind of looking at the present and more like the future as well, it seems like a great time to, you know, be returning to BKFC after a bit because the heavyweight division has seemingly grown a fair bit. I mean, there were some good heavyweights back then, obviously, but definitely a division they've 
you know, put a lot into. Like I mentioned, Ben Rothwell, but also a lot of talented guys in there, like, you know, Arnold Adams and Dylan Kleckler, etc. Like, do you feel like there's like a really exciting, you know, crop of heavyweight fighters for you to compete against? I mean, obviously you're focused on this fight, but it seems like the division is very healthy. No, now, now the season became more and more interesting because we have a lot, we have not a lot, but I would say it's a, a big baby because now I saw the last fight, there's a big guy, tall guy, this is what I like, it's been very interesting, very exciting to, to see these people. So now I can see and I noticed that there's a lot big, big, the real heavyweight. We are not, the, I would say I'm not a real heavyweight. I'm heavyweight, but not too much the real. But now I wanna, what I see is a real heavyweight, and this is very, very exciting. I'm very excited. I'm sorry for my English. I'm very excited and excited to see that. Oh, no need to be sorry at all, man. I definitely get where you're coming from. I guess I'm you know, curious to, you know, get your thoughts on that last fight Copeland had, because we did mention it a little bit. And I mean, it seemed like he really, you know, showed a great, you know, account of himself in that fight. I mean, he did eventually lose to Ben Rothwell, but I think really had a spirited performance. Did you check out that fight? And if so, what were your thoughts on that? No, I never check. I, this is for my coach. My coach checked me. I don't question nothing. I, I, I don't check nothing. I just go to fight and that's it. I don't, I don't, I don't want to make pressure on myself, so I don't check nothing. I'm just put me ready for fighting. That's it. You're more like focused on your own game plan and adapting to you know whatever goes on. You're not like hyper focused on what he does because then maybe you don't think about what you're looking to do as much. No, you know what? I'm working by my feeling. I'm working by my feelings. So my feeling will tell me what to go, what I have to do. I don't, I don't, I don't have plan. I don't have nothing. I'm just working by my feeling. Yeah, for sure. And I'm just curious to get some thoughts on this because I did mention that your, you know, first bare knuckle bout against Juan Torres took place in June 2021, and getting that victory at BKFC 18. I'm curious. Like, I feel like you would have learned so much in terms of like how you approach the sport of bare knuckle and prepare for it. Like, what would you say the biggest differences are in your bare knuckle game, you know, from that first fight at BKFC 18 as compared to like what you're going to be bringing to the table now as a BKFC fighter in this next one? I will, uh, I will say, I hope, I should to be more, more smart and don't, don't play the game of my opponent, but now I know better. I know better what I have to do and how I have to do. So just be, I was too much excited the first, because it was my first fight in Bernacol. So I was very excited. So I, I did a little bit too much thing, but without thinking. But now I'm more relaxed. And I go to seeking, so uh, it should to be better. It should, it should, well, of course, it should to be better. And I take my time and relax. Yeah, I mean that totally makes sense. I mean, stepping into something new for the first time might be, 
yeah, in a more like heightened kind of state in that regard. So it seems like your composure is going to be a big difference maker in your second BKFC fight. Mm, big difference. Um, you know, the people that are going to fight, all their UFC fighters. So they fight like a UFC fighter. So they're all the same, all the same style. If you see clearly the fight of the UFC fighter, all have the same style, the same style. So now I will see what's going to happen. But I'm ready for all the style. So there is any problem for that. So is that something you see in your opponent, Josh Copeland, coming up here because he did have that MMA-specific background before getting into bare knuckle? About who, John, which one? Oh, sorry, I was just saying your opponent, Josh Copeland, is someone who had that MMA background before coming in. Like, does he fit that you know same approach that you were kind of talking about before with MMA fighters coming to bare knuckle? Like, does he fit within that? I guess. Yeah, and this might be a simple way to break it down, but sometimes when I talk to fighters where, you know, someone comes from that MMA background, like it would seem like on paper Copeland would be looking to get more of that active clinch and infighting going on. And, I mean, someone like yourself who is a decorated gloved boxer before coming into this, like maybe someone on paper would think that it's to your advantage to fight more at range and kind of keep it there. Is that how this fight breaks down in a simplistic kind of way, almost? Oh yeah, me are winning. I'm winning for the clinch. More clinch because you have six fighters. It's very, very, very strong for the clinch. So for sure, these these people love clinch, and they go to have clinch, and that's it. Me are working. I want my my clinch. I'm not the best, but I'm good on what I do. What I'm doing. I'm good on what I'm doing. I will see what's going to happen. I think the clinch, yes. I'm sure he's going to clinch. They lost that. They don't want to fight. For me, clinch is not a fight. If you want to fight, fight. No clinch. Hell, but happen what's happened. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of, you know, get what you're saying and, you know, talking about that there and just, yeah, someone who does have that decorated gloved background that I was talking about having held that WA interim cruiserweight title and you mentioned like more clinch work in your bare knuckle camps is there anything else you do that's different from maybe a gloved boxing camp because i talked to some fighters who will almost use like specific hand strengthening techniques like gripping sand or working with the, like, the wooden muay thai boards but some other fighters are kind of like ah i don't do any of that i've been fighting for years my hands are plenty strong like do you do anything with like the hand strengthening for bare knuckle or not so much you're just you got the strong hands from years of fighting anyway Look, I'm working for everything I'm working. I'm working for everything 
uh, how how I can say that in English is um, all my weakness are working on it. So the boxing, I don't go to working boxing because boxing is my life. I know to boxing. These are not interesting about the boxing. So I'm more interesting about the clinch, about how they punch when they clinch. I'm working off on uh, all my default. That's it. Yeah. I work in every everything where I'm not good. This is where I'm working very, very hard. Boxing now, boxing. I don't work in. I don't need to work in boxing. I'm not understanding in boxing now. I'm working. I'm working on on the clinch and punch at the same time. And this is what is very, very important. Yeah. Well, it seems like you're very excited about some of the new stuff you're doing. So. Yeah, I'd love to hear that for sure. And I saw a post that you had, this was closer to when you made the initial debut in bare knuckle boxing, but you were talking about how you were looking to take the belt and become the champion and looking to become that first boxing and bare knuckle champion. Like obviously not overlooking this fight, but do you have a particular like timeline in your head for when you would ideally become BKFC champion? Like you seem like very passionate about this sport and goal oriented. So curious if you have a timeline for I guess when you could see yourself contending for that heavyweight title in BKFC. So, look, I I stay in the bench during two years after my past, after my fight against Torres. After that, I didn't fought uh, two years. So two years, I didn't fought. I just training, and of course, I want to be. I want to be world champion like every everyone, everybody going to be BKFC is 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 because they want they want to be world champion. You see what I want is my goal to be world champion, and then if I can to be to open up a team to open a team to train people in Bernacol, and after that for then become champion too. This is what I want. This is my plan. With BKF, became coach, and I hope working with BKFC and working only for the best people, working, 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 and these people became champion. All my all my boxer became became champion. This is what I want, and this is what I want to do, and this is what I go to do. But first, I go to be champion first, then I go to think of that. Yeah, well said. I mean, for sure. Like, I feel like you'd probably have to string together a couple. But, I mean, the resume is definitely there and the skill as a fighter. And kind of like what I was saying before, it just seems like an interesting kind of time in the division just with Alan Belcher having vacated the title. And now he's, you know, with, like, Game Bread doing bare-knuckle MMA more. So, like, it seems like the division is, you know, kind of wide open. So, just, yeah, an interesting time in that category. But, good, you're kind of looking at it through the lens of, like, oh, I'm returning after... A little bit maybe you have to string together a couple but cool to hear that you also want to be a trainer for both sports once you're done with everything too that's neat for sure this is my wish oh for sure this is my wish oh and i will do everything for i will do it's not only me only me i hope uh, david feldman and uh, nate go to give it a fight and that that go to push me and show me the the way, but I want I want to be this. And every time when I said when I said something, I do what I said and I said what I do. So 
I always said I want to be there, like only talk with my foot on the BKFC. It's for BK, became big uh, world champion. And now, look, two years I didn't fight, and I'm still here. They, I don't know, maybe they thought that I, I will give up. No, I don't give up, never give up. I never, never. You have to kill me for give up. So I'm here, and I will do what I want to do. Yeah, very exciting times, and I really enjoyed your debut and was very excited to, you know, see that you were coming back and fighting someone, you know, the skill of Josh Copeland. But you've been really good with your time, Steve, and I want to be mindful of your schedule for the rest of the day. So I guess just in saying all that, I'm curious if maybe you have like a final parting thought you'd want to add as we're kind of wrapping things up here, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It was my pleasure. It was my pleasure, and it's still my pleasure. So there is no problem. I will be there and I will be happy to talk to you again. Again and again. Every day if you want. There's no problem. I'm here. Just call me and I won't tell you. I'm very excited. Yeah, I mean it comes across, man, and I definitely had a lot of fun talking to you. So hopefully this is the first of, you know, many appearances on the show. But, you know, until then, very much looking forward to BKFC fifty and seeing this Copeland fight on September 22nd. So to reiterate, thanks so much for coming on the show and giving great insights, man. You have a good rest of your day and looking forward to checking out the fight when it goes down as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks for you too. Have a good, good day. Thank you. And be ready for, 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 for the fight. Be ready.